word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day are, let's start off with the first one, unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com, has me dead. Has me dead? Something that kills you inside and stresses you out. We're week, we're, we're into week two of all two games because we're recording this during the Sunday night game toward the fourth quarter. But we have two you know, one and one and one quarter NFL games left and week two or the NFL season already has me dead. Right? It's not looking very positive right now. I'm not ready to hit the emergency button, the panic button, but it I, I am feeling uh very close to six feet under mm, with this NFL close. season already. You're going to be stressed out tomorrow waiting for the MRI. The fantasy thing is, is one thing. That's cool because I'll make money. But just the personal pride because of how much I invest in this team just emotionally is uh, is ridiculous. It's got to the point now where I see this stuff around my room and stuff. I see the logo and I'm just like, I scoff at it. I'm like, you guys are embarrassing right now. Much harder fought effort today, though, so I appreciate it. All right, next up, the other word of the day is contronym. C-O-N-T-R-A-N-Y-M, contronym, a word that has an opposite or nearly opposite meanings. So there you go. Hmm. I guess that would have been an uh, antonym. Isn't that also one? Yeah. But a contronym, that works as well, too. So, I wonder who comes up with that type of word. No idea. Some pretentious fuck <laughs> that, you know, and then we, Con- learn, and then we, we learn the words, how we can use it and sound as pretentious as they do and educated as self-important and all that good stuff. I always like that I'm going to, like, improve myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to look up a word of the day and maybe I'll use it on Twitter and everyday life. And nope. Doubt it. Everything. Nope. Never happens. Yeah, everything here in one ear, out the other. Never, never happens. All right. So you hear his voice. You hear mine. Uh, we have a good show today. We have uh, Alpha Beta Zeta, even though Flan's not here. We have Hashtag Hysteria for week two of the NFL football season. We have Fantasy Football Forecast of the NFL two se- or week two of the NFL season. What am I trying to say? I believe Tim is going to give us his stat of the day, stop by talk some college football. That is yet to be 100% nailed down. We'll see as we go along. And then we have winners and losers in the pop culture update. So with that, I ask Mateo. Hey, listeners. Are you ready? Ready. Let's get it on. See me rolling too far, I'ma get it on my own man. Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean Seashell, had to get it myself At the house since the young and I've been paying my bills For the longest I don't need you, all you niggas see through Round up motherfuckers, I can wait through Too much money to be making, need it why Work for myself like all you niggas aren't Nigga, you probably can Google me, eh Dr. Guap, what did you do to me, eh Wake up like, what are you doing today? I'ma get first to economy, eh I'ma go back to hiatus If these juice won't play this Might die, might die R.I.P. to my bang, oh, yeah.
And welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. Cast bags of fun facts. The podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes. Sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. Almost died there a little bit. I was drinking some water right as the intro music was playing. I was like, oh, oh am I going to finish d- this in time? Dead on the inside. I am, yes. My name is Jeff Woodworth, and I am dead on the inside. I am also joined by my friend and co-host in that order, Matteo Pulverari. What a wonderful day. How's it going, Matteo? It's good. I don't want to hear it. So, it's fantastic. Now, on, in, in lighter, much lighter news, though, made a switch to a different pomade. And it has helped me achieve the look that I want and that I'm also been good. craving. It's so thank you. Looking like a peaky fucking blinder. Hair care products, it, it makes a huge difference. I Dude, switch to clay. Clay makes a big difference when you're trying to get a little bit of lift in your hair. I love, well, I'm just, you know, still trying to keep that oily look without mm-hmm. it being actually like physically oily, which is good. And then I'm still, it's malleable so I can like mess with it if it should it, should it get out of the way, you know? Because, you know, obviously looking like a peaky blinder, people can have an idea what that what that looks like. But... Um, there's nothing like that post haircut feeling, man. And I'm still riding that, that high. It's only got about two more days left, honestly, because of the type of haircut that I get is a high maintenance cut with the high fade, you know? Mm-hmm. So really from Friday, Saturday, Sunday is like prime time. looks how I want it to look. And then actually, and I take that back. I probably have it till about next Saturday until it's like next Sunday, it'll be back to looking pretty shabby. So I have like the one week of it looking like it, like I want it to. And then, you know, as we get later onto the week, it starts looking more and more out of place and. It's just one of those things where I don't get paid enough yet to to keep it up every week. So. Seriously, yeah. No, that's how I am on my Life sides. Goals. Once once I get the sides get a little bit of fuzz, I'm like it's all downhill, and then it's, it's Life goals. when do I want to spend forty bucks on my next haircut? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna stop postponing the inevitable. Let's get to <laughs> Alpha, Beta, Zeta. The first one, Alpha, Justin Gaethje, or however the fuck you pronounce his last name. Dude, knocking out Cowboy. Oh yeah. Definitely messed up my Ooh. parlay. You were definitely one of the one of the bets that went awry this weekend for me. So had a doozy of a weekend there. I didn't actually physically see the fight, but I did get the alert and I saw that it was in the first round. So good for Gaethje. And now people are calling for him to fight McGregor and uh, they want Khabib to fight somebody else. And was it White that said that they had that fight set up for the summer, but McGregor broke his hand and so they're looking at 2020? I think they were saying Khabib Ferguson and Gaethje McGregor. Yeah, that one I, I believe they said was set up. So Let's see if I can find that on the Twitter machine real quick. But see, what were you saying? Sorry. I oh, no. It's, like I, I was surprised that they, they had some sort of agreement with McGregor. So it's awesome to know that we're very close, to, not this year, but next year, that we know that McGregor is likely going to be back unless he slaps somebody. Yeah, that is true. You gotta be careful there. I'm looking, and I do not see anything that I liked that I thought I would have liked pertaining to that information. So I apologize there on that front. But oh well. So congrats to Justin Gaethje on your win. All right, moving on. Uh, beta is really. I mean, there's nothing you could do about it. It just kind of sucks. But uh, one of these teams is definitely more beta than the other. I'm gonna say the Brewers and the Angels just because you have superstar talents and they get hurt. Mm-hmm. So Yelich is obviously, that's something that sounds like a, it was a little bit more of a freak accident, but it's still beta that it happened to your best player. And then Mike Trout just poor. Th- if, as if anything else couldn't go wrong for Mike Trout while playing for the Angels, now he's going to have foot, foot surgery. And I don't know how this is going to affect him moving forward. Like luckily the man's gotten paid, but it's just a waste, just an awful waste of a talent, waste of a career. I'm surprised he's still able to put up the numbers that he able, is able to because he's, a fucking beast. He's the best baseball player in the league right now. And there's just, there's, it's no fair. And it's un, it's also, 
the Angels have it, – and it's not like they haven't done their best to try and help him out with, with Shohei Otani mm-hmm. and an aging Albert Pujols. And it's just – it seems like there's just – hasn't been the – they they get the engine started there in LA and then they they can't get it out of first gear and it's like you got a lot of horsepower under the hood what do you mean you can't get it out of first gear yeah so. it's a shame that the best player in baseball disappears and and it's not his fault year in after August, year. yeah in August all of a sudden you know we we see maybe a Mike Trout home run on sports center we're like yeah. oh he's still playing and it, he did the right thing. It's great that he stayed, but you kind of wish that he went somewhere that was a little bit more competitive. Yeah, part of that, too, is Mike Trout's personality. He's not the type to go out and do all the endorsements, which is fine because we can respect guys that let their play do the talking. We do that with him. It's just unfortunate that given the environment that he's in, like had he been on the other side of the freeway or wherever, however mm-hmm. the, the Dodgers play, as much as that would have sucked to have him in the same division as the Giants, this dude would be a worldwide superstar. Yeah, he'd be on everything. On everything. everything. We'd see him every night. There'd be trout hour on it's Sports Center or and Trout I feel like Minute. This, I feel like the same thing is with Yelich. Like he's been in Miami and now he's been in Milwaukee. And no disrespect to Milwaukee. They love their baseball. They're a good sports mm-hmm. town. It's just not the same. It is not the same type of market that you can push a guy like that and be like, check out one of our superstars of the mm-hmm. uh, in baseball. It's like, where does he play? Milwaukee. It's like the, the NBA is looking at that with Giannis. He's looking to be the next great superstar player, and it's like they hope to God Giannis moves, at least to I'm, Chicago. I don't know. I'm always wondering that with leagues because eventually you've got to market those areas. You have teams there, and they, they, I know they make a ton of money you because want those, of the, You want those areas you, to just stay reasonably, I mean, uh, reasonably profitable, right? Like, so maybe they're not pulling in the big bucks like the main – but you have anchor cities all throughout your leagues. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, but you, you hope that those regions. anchor cities can draw other people, though. That's right. right? But, I, you no know, matter what. Depending on what sport it is, you kind of look at some places like in Arizona and uh, in the south. Some regions of the south is your anchor cities, and it's like, but you also need those teams to be good, and a lot of times they're not. You know. And I think of the Diamondbacks. I think of the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I think of the Suns. You know, These are teams that – that's just in Arizona. Then I could go to the South with Atlanta. All right, the Braves, yeah, they've been good, but uh, look at the Hawks. You know, look at the Falcons. I mean, they got the soccer team down there selling out the Falcon Stadium, which is dope. But it's just, I, I understand that there's certain areas that that are gonna always struggle, and they're gonna force and try make them try to make them work there, a la Florida. And then there's mm-hmm. certain places that are really gonna buy in, even though they're smaller markets. All the, like like in Milwaukee or a Minnesota or something like that. But they'll never be the same as a Chicago or a San Francisco or L.A. or New York, you know, something like that, or even, like, somewhere in Texas, I'd argue, you know, like a Houston. So kind of got distracted there, a little off the rails. <laughs> but, all right, let's bring it back in. Take that, Milwaukee. Yes, you got sorry. Some good, you got some good sound bites so far. I'm it's sorry, a, I'm sorry. Milwaukee's not a good sports city. And then for that. me, for me, it's uh, Mike Trout disappears in I August did, without any say, context. I didn't say those Milwaukee's a bad no, sports city. No, I know, city. but those... I'm just the, it'll never be... Those are good sound bites, though, both of those. It'll never be... The, like like the you know what I'm saying like the heavy hitters like mm-hmm. Milwaukee can cons- they're they're not they're not second tier but they're not first tier they're somewhere in the middle right like and it's just it sucks because like you, that's not good enough to hold on to your superstars like you just have to you have to hope that the superstar falls in love with that mm-hmm. and is is that's what they're there for and maybe Giannis is there for that and maybe Yelich is there for that all I'm saying is that in the case of Yelich and Trout you know. Uh, well, Trout is a little weirder in a sense because the yeah it's just because the Angels suck. But y- you have somebody that you can't really market because of where they play, you know. So, all right, moving on to Zeta, I'd say by far the weirdest thing that happened this weekend was the uh, pregame of the Indianapolis 
Colts and the Tennessee Titans. The Titans had a speaker go up in a ball of flames. Uh, I thought for sure they were gonna have to. It was gonna delay the game longer than it actually did. Yeah, did you was, see it? I was stuck at work and I got a clip of it later on, maybe like four or five, and I was like, "How is this game not delayed?" I had the same thoughts as you. It was engulfed, engulfed. So was there a giant burn mark in the stadium? It was on. on it was on wheels. So I think they did a so, good job of extinguishing <laughs> it. It was just the the picture that you're gonna see that's floating around on Twitter is just, just flames just flying off of this this speaker. And yeah, it's. I mean, it was just that that hot in Tennessee, and it got got that warm from being used, and it just sparked something, overheated, and went up in flames. And is is something you just you clearly don't see that all the time. So for for that, I think it gets the Zeta. All right, Alpha Beta Zeta, Justin Gaethje, Beta, kind of a sideways attack, pseudo sideways attack at the Angels and and Brewers. I'm sorry about that. My Trout disappears in August. And it came out like that. And then the Zeta being the Titans speakers in the uh, going up in flames in, during their pregame. All right, now it is time to cover week two, the only way we know how, with a little bit of a hashtag hysteria. No, God! No, God, please, no! No! Yeah! No! Yeah! No! Yes! Hashtag. Hysteria. Week two of the NFL season has all but come and gone. So uh, let's review it. The only way we know how, throwing down some hashtags to describe what we uh, saw. So the, I don't know why I said it like that, what we saw. Uh, the Thursday night game, Mateo, I'm going to throw out the hashtag of uh, what the fuck. So super, super boring. The You had the weather delay going on, and then you had Cam Newton... Just, I don't know exactly what's going on with Cam Newton. They put the ball in the hands of their best player coming down to the wire, and they got stuffed. Uh, Jameis looked capable. I'm not going to say he was a good mm. quarter. He's a good quarterback. He just looked, he looked, he's starting to look like a Blake Bortles, really, honestly, just with a better arm, you know, and it's unfortunate. But what, what did you see from that game on Thursday night? It seemed like Cam was limping around near the end, too. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like he can plant. I mean, he had Samuel wide open on a slant. And he just put it probably three feet above his head. Is is do we think Cam stands the best chance to be the next Andrew Luck to retire early and just have the joy and fun sucked out of the game because he can't function anymore? You know, I'm, I didn't think of that. Look yeah, that, they're that's taking a very they're taking away. He's limited on offense. There's no I, there's no question about it. His his accuracy downfield is getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. He he's not nearly as mobile as he was. And for as big and strong as he was in a goal line situation like that, what they would have, the old Cam would have just snapped it and hopped right over the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and been fine. So I just, it's interesting to see what's going on with his body. I kind of like what Bomani Jones tweeted was that he was the way they treated him was like a running back for the first part of his career, and then now he's on the downside of his career, and you're getting that part of his career now. Yeah. And he's got to adjust. And he used Roethlisberger as the example of you got to stand in the pocket and start throwing instead of taking all these hits. Yep. Or start throwing the ball away if you think if you could sense a hit coming. Yeah. Or did they rush Cam back? Is the other question too. And, and do you rest him? Uh, they, yeah. I mean, we'll see. He's gonna get what ten days off. Yes, he should. Yes, yeah. The, the, yeah. So because of the Thursday night game. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe that'll heal him. I don't know. All right. A lot of questions. Next up, hashtag goldmine. Niners forty-one, Bengals seventeen. Go off on. Go off on watching your, or your boys. I know you didn't get to watch the game today, but go off. 
I'm excited, as you can tell I'm by the excited. tone of my. No, it's it's great. Uh, you know the the two two road wins on the East Coast and the stay on the East Coast. It seems like that was very important. Staying they, in Ohio. Yeah, they made sure. Super necessary. They, they talked about the the fast start and how much it helped them. Um, you know, it was nice to see Jimmy, especially with uh Mike Silver's report and uh, Grant Cohn's report that he's on the hot seat, and maybe that gave him a little bit of a push today. You know. I think they're all sort of on the hot seat, really, even they Shanahan are. to a degree. Uh, not so much Lynch because he's done a good job of assembling the roster. But I, think I think it's Sh- the opposite. I think Lynch is on the hot seat, and I don't think Sh- I think Shanahan's clear. Really, because he's play calling. He's such a good play caller. Mm. And so Lynch- it's Lynch and Garoppolo that are on the hot seat. Yeah, because wow, because Gar- Garoppolo and Shanahan even admitted that Garoppolo is not really the guy at the time that he wanted. He had his eyes set on Kirk Cousins the whole time. Interesting. And so Garoppolo won him over. Lynch was the one that had the relationship, so did Shanahan with Vilicek. That got them Garoppolo, but uh, Kyle really, really wanted Kirk. Yeah. So, but it the part that I find really interesting now is they lost Joe Staley. They're not going to uh, flip uh, McGlinchey, so do they go after a guy like Trent Williams to replace Staley? Do you go all in? Do you make a push? You're 2-0. Like but how, you much said, is, how much is that going to cost you? It's probably going to cost them a first, and they're missing a second for the D four trade. So do you start? But but are you like the Texans though, where Bill O'Brien's on the hot seat and he pushed all in? Yeah, and you just went chips in this year. No, Mm because I think the Niners, you could make the case that as long as Garoppolo stays healthy this year and you play five hundred football, then you're doing all right. And the fact that you're starting out two and zero and you're two and zero on the road, that's saying something. But I, they have a six round pick that's going to replace Staley, and if he leads to. A, your quarterback that's coming off an ACL injury to getting hurt and that t- torpedoes your season, there's going to be a lot of lingering feelings from that as yeah. well. Who'd they have in week one? Uh, they had, uh, oh, geez, uh, Tampa. Okay, so you haven't played the cream of the crop yet no. necessarily in the league, but knowing that you can go and play in the different time zones, you know, I don't want to discredit what they've done, but I still do have questions about the Niners themselves. That'll be interesting to see that moving forward. I think Tampa the way they played against Carolina helped improve the way the Niners are viewed for that game against Tampa because I kind of did write off that Tampa win, like, okay, Tampa such a terrible with, with game. all the penalties. But then you see Tampa go in and beat Carolina. You're yeah. like, okay, maybe maybe Tampa's defense is actually legit this year. All right, next up we have hashtag meow Lions beating the Chargers 13-10. to And I'm not saying, look, man, it's I don't know what to make of the Chargers this year. It's, it's two weeks in, so you can't really overreact that much. But, look – you're missing Hashtag a lot. Of, IR you're, you're missing a lot of key pieces mm-hmm. on the defense. You're not Melvin Gordon's not there. You lost a wide receiver to the Raiders. Oh, that William, one of the Williams guys. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, I, just interested to see how it's adjusting. And this was a team that I thought for sure was going to make a run at an AFC Championship last year. Almost did, but and and to see the fall off this just this year, it's amazing. I'm just, what is going on here? Yeah. Eckler doing his best to hang in there. He did have 17 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. But I, you know, your, what are your thoughts on the Chargers and how should Lions fans be feeling now at 1-0 and, and 1? I'm so confused with the Lions team because they look good for three quarters against Arizona. Shit the bed. Yeah, shit the bed. On, it, that's a game they shouldn't lose. And then they beat the Chargers. I didn't I didn't think they were going to beat the Chargers. Like the, the glass half cup approach for me with the Chargers is, okay, if they can – Glass half full. Thank you. Thank yes. yes. I knew I was gonna. I knew I was gonna butcher it. I had I it in my you. head. I got you. Thank you. That's why you're the professional, and I'm a guy that, <laughs> that throws wine bottles. Um, if they can just linger and stay at 500, the positive is Melvin Gordon's reported he's not going to be levy on Bell. They'll get Gordon back by week eight. By week eight. So, at the latest. so if you can just stay at 500, you get Gordon. 
You're going to get James, it looks like, week eight or nine. I don't know about Mike Williams, but at least if you can get Gordon and James back, those are two big pieces, and they've Derwin, got so many. Derwin James being out is just so crucial, man. He does so much he for does, them on the defense. Yeah, he exactly. cleans up so much on the defense. Yeah. And so if they can just hang around, that's that's what they can just be like, okay, that's what we have. And and the Lions, they get they get another what the fuck. We don't, I don't, I'm, That's a week-by-week week thing, man. I guess it's going to be matchup-by-matchup. Matchup. I don't know who they have next week, but it'll be interesting to see uh, moving forward, see if they even make the uh, Lytle's Lock segment. All right, moving on. Have sh- Hashtag go pack go, not very not very original, not very creative, but um, you know Packers twenty one sixteen over the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, fourteen to thirty two, this, <laughs> look man that was that might have been acceptable back in the seventies and eighties, but what is that like forty eight percent completion percentage? Yep. Get out of here. I mean you got to show some respect Move to the Packers. Move off of Kirk Cousins, Jesus That's Christ. That's two games. You got to show some respect to this new Packers defense. Though. It is crazy. They did. They went all balls deep drafting young guys, and they're making they're it clamping. work. Clamping. Yeah, but I mean, they've also got. Let's keep things in perspective too. They've they've done a great job of clamping Kirk Cousins and Mitch Trubisky. So I don't know if those are two top fifteen quarterbacks in the league yet. So I do just want to have that pay attention. That's Cousins, like, is, Cousins is still probably a top 15. That's like the Dolphins when they've gone up against – that's like when you go up against the Dolphins, right? Yeah, like but the at Ravens what point, and the Patriots. But at what nice point do we just dis- discredit every win at this point? I mean, I'm not discrediting they're, they're, this every is win. With, this is within their uh, division that they beat too. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So, it's, it's super necessary that they win those games in their division and they win their division. But I'm saying when it comes to testing yourself against teams in the AFC and, and other teams in the NFC, right – so what happens when you play the Rams? What happens when you go up mm-hmm. against the Cowboys? What happens when you go up against, you know, who knows? It's the weird Saints that the Cowboys are out, in that category, or but they comes are. Out the South. We're right. I'm, I'm not, you know, or the Seahawks, you know. We could throw other teams in the, the Niners. Like, it, it all depends, you know. Just because you can run shop in your division, you know, doesn't mean that you stand a chance out in the playoffs. I've watched the Steelers do that for years where they where they took care of the division and then they can get done in the playoffs. I'm sure the Pats fans just smile and nod and be like, yeah, we take care of our division. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, <laughs> you know, not everybody's got a division that just rolls over year after year like that. So that's that for that game. Moving on, we have the, uh, the Colts and Titans game. I don't even have a hashtag for this, man. It's just hashtag same old Titans. Like, this is just your stereo. If, if you were to paint a picture of a Titans game, and this, the Colts just happen to fall into this where you just get trapped in, where you just fall into this trap. Marcus Mariota, 19-28, 154 yards and one touchdown. Mm. So, again, when does the Tannehill experiment start out there in Tennessee? Oh, God. If they they looked that. really good against the Browns, and they looked really bad against the Colts. Yeah. What happened? Jeez. What I, happened? I don't know. I didn't see any of the game. I Honestly, it seems boring just even looking at the box score. Right? Like you said the the yeah. fire off the field seemed more interesting. The, yeah, the, is the on most the field. exciting uh, thing that oh happened. Oh my god! The uh, <laughs> the most exciting thing. We'll get to that game towards the end. Don't you worry. The the Sunday night game actively coming down to the wire. Here we go. So no, but the, looking at the the Colts Titans. Yes, the most exciting thing that happened on the field that day was the fire. So it's just. I mean, good on Jacoby Brissett yeah, though. Three Throwing touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Badass. Filling in. But, you know, at the same time, I this is a Nick Foles situation, right, right with the Eagles. This is what I look at with Jacoby Brissett, is all the pieces, all the toys are there. You have an offensive line. You have wide receivers in um, T.Y. Hilton, in Funches, and uh, who's the slot guy? Damn it. I believe Funches just got hurt, too. He's out for a while. 
But okay, they have well, you, you uh, had the, the, uh, Paris Campbell, the second Paris round pick. Paris Campbell from Ohio State, right? Yeah, Ohio State. You have uh, Eric Ebron. You have Jack Doyle. Mm-hmm. You have the running game now with Hines and, and Mack. So, and the defense is showing that they're somewhat capable. So all you have to do is step in and just not throw the game away. You don't have to be Andrew Luck. You just have to not be bad Jacoby Brissett. And I think he's going to do a good job of that this year. The Titans are going to be – I mean, the Colts are going to be a team to watch moving forward. Yeah. I mean, one-on-one. And uh, they – they started last week in LA, right? So they've had two road games. Yes. Yeah. So and it it and, and they held. Yeah, they've they been held really close. They, they were they were working it to the Chargers there towards the end, and then the Chargers ended up pulling it out. So yeah. So they got to feel like one of the best, or they got to feel good as a one and one. Colts team right are a sneaky yeah. playoff team. They're definitely yeah. possible to be a playoff team for sure. All right, moving moving on. Uh, <laughs> hashtag, just quit. Just quit. Hashtag free Minka. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, whatever you want to say for this hashtag ass whooping. Hashtag, hashtag oh my God. tank. Yeah, hashtag tank for Tua. Hashtag, what is it, losing for Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> so so the Patriots beat the Dolphins 43 to nothing. And as embarrassing as this is as a Dolphins fan, I have nothing positive to say to you. Other than I hope you had the Patriots defense in your fantasy league like I did. I did. 35 points. What did Dude, you get? I got 50 because I, of the scoring in our league. Crap. Two defensive touchdowns. They had four interceptions. They had a plethora of sacks, and those are all 2-2-2-2 two, 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 plus the defensive TDs. You get big play bonuses for all that shit because I incentivized the shit out of this league. And, you know, it's Antonio Brown, congratulations on getting your touchdown reception. You know, I'm interested to see how that works moving forward. They did, it did seem like Brady targeted him a lot towards the be, or at the beginning of this game, and uh, there's still Edelman. I was concerned because I have Josh Gordon on my fantasy team, but Josh Gordon still got a touchdown, so we're good there. We can we can rest easy tonight. It's just gonna be. I I say this a lot. Obviously, it's gonna be interesting to see moving forward what happens with this with this Patriots team and how they're gonna gel offensively. Because he's either gonna fall in line, and he's he went from playing in Pittsburgh, where he would get the where he was guaranteed to get what 12, 13 targets mm-hmm. minimum, and come away with eight, nine catches minimum, and now in New England, there's a lot of other mouths to feed there. Yep. I was running down the list earlier. It's Philip Dorsett. It's Julian Edelman. It's Josh Gordon. It's Antonio Brown. It's uh, whoever that tight end is that they've been working with. It's Nikhil Harry when he gets mm-hmm. back. So they, the Patriots, without a doubt, have the most talented wide receiving core on paper. They have, like, many guys that can run as number ones for In teams. The league. Honestly, insane. you could send – well, maybe not Edelman and Dorsett, but you could send uh, – Edelman. For, I, I still think Edelman you could run as a one out really? there. Really? They've, they've ran him out there when, board, when everybody was suspended and injured. I mean, they were still using Julian. They, all sh- they also super- shifted to a power run game during that time, though, to where they, they just did. loaded up on it. But he was still averaging. Yeah, and nine. you had Gronk, too. So, yeah. you know, Gronk was a nice option. But – it's it's amazing, man. Because yeah, I, I would say George, Gordon, A. B. and even I'd say argue that Nikhil Harry has the potential. They drafted him high enough. I think they drafted him what in the first or second round. So he's got yeah, he's late. First. And he's that big body wide receiver. He's got the potential mm-hmm. to be a number one. So there's three guys right there that they could honestly be. They traded away Demarius Thomas because they just didn't need him. Right, they're just like Sorry, we have too much in that. We have too mm-hmm. many horses in the stable. Here we're just gonna get. We're just gonna send you off. So there you go. And they just simply overpower the Dolphins. And the Dolphins, I will say this, they are going to be the grittiest 0-16 ever. They're going to go 0-16. They're prob- they're, most likely they'll go 0-16. I understand that we talked about the trap games and whatnot that they have on their schedule or that they, they catch a lot of teams in, in trap games. But 
this is going to be a team that hangs around for three, three and a half quarters before they finally get knocked and caved in. And that's really what it was here in it. In, in Miami today is the Patriots put up 20 points in the fourth. But up until that point, the, the Dolphins were only losing uh, by 23, you know, 23 to nothing. And I say only, and I know that's three, four scores, but or four scores, but, you know, it, it can be done in a quarter. It's, stranger things have happened. And, and New England hadn't had a, a high rate of success in Miami up until that point in the last few years. So, but um, it's going to be a long road for the Dolphins, a long year. I just want the Dolphins to be traded like the way Farhan treated the early Giants this year, and it's just like every week, like Drake gets traded, Minka Fitzpatrick gets traded, and then it's like, okay, let's bring in new players. Okay, who are we trading next? Who's Dude, on for real? I was watching some games, and I was like, holy crap, that's somebody that they traded from the – like Kiko Alonso on the Saints. Mm-hmm. Seeing him, I was like, wow, former Dolphin. Seeing Tunsil as a Texan, wow, former Dolphin. Seeing Stills as a, as a Texan, wow, former Dolphin. And it was just seeing these guys pop up today on the red zone where I was just like, wow, they really, they're just having a fire sale out there. They're going to look like a fucking XFL team by the end of the year. But oh, they're going to have a ton of picks. And if they if they end up with the number one pick and they take a quarterback, then they can surround him with, it would be insane with all the you picks. You need to get an it. offensive line first, first and foremost. You take your quarterback there. and then you just start, you, you'll have and so many d- picks. You need take to address that D line too because they're starting D line, especially last week. I don't know about this week. Last week they had a total of career of six and a half sacks. On the starting D line, well, they'll they'll be able they'll have a ton of picks to figure it out. You are at ground zero in Miami right now. That is what's going on. You want fun? Do you want the uh, Patriots schedule for the next couple of weeks? I know what it is because I'm not. They're not budging from my Ooh. defense spot, man. They right? don't play a real You're, game until week it's, eight. It's awesome, isn't they it? They don't play a real game until week eight or week nine. It's bullshit. I mean, in, in the real. Oh yeah, of course. In but the fantasy, things, it's but awesome. fantasy wise, it's awesome. Right? Yeah. All right. Next up, hashtag wagons because the Buffalo Bills now two and zero. Oh. 28 to 14, they beat the Giants. Now I understand beating up with the Giants, not too, nothing special. But uh, Josh Allen looked re- reasonably impressive, 19 to 30 for 253 yards and a touchdown. Also, shouts out to Saquon on my fantasy team getting a touchdown for me. So I appreciate that. They should really have like a New York trophy. They beat the Giants. They beat the Jets. They're yeah. king. They're king of the state. Kings of New York right now. Yeah. I don't know what else you want me to say about the Bills. They look impressive, but at yeah. the same time, it's again, it's one of those things where it's like, look who they've played. This right. one I agree with. I agree yeah. with. Yeah, it hasn't really been that impressive. You don't have. You haven't Jets, been tested yeah. nearly at all. So classic Jets implosion, followed by a Giants team that really needs to start Daniel Jones. All right, let's rip the bandaid off and let's get this hashtag. Uh, here we go. Uh, yeah, you got it. There you go. Hashtag. Here we go. Twenty-eight, twenty-six. Seahawks beat the Steelers. It's rough, man. It is rough. So Big Ben going down with that elbow. I don't know what's what. Not going down. Just coming out. Mason Rudolph looked good. I will say this, out of everything, I'm just going to ignore the phone. I'm so bad. It doesn't even matter anymore at this point. So, you know, why don't you tell me what you what you saw from the highlights and what your takeaways were from this game? I was surprised it was 28-26. That was the part that I was shocked about because I, when I saw the score, it was like, oh, it was 10-9. You know, it looked like this. they were kicking field goals, especially with the backup quarterback in there. Um, as a Niners fan, you know, you're excited that, you hate it that it comes down to, but for us trying to get into the postseason again, Roethlisberger looks like he's probably going to be out this week. I'm not sure. And then James Conner, I guess, got nicked up too. I didn't see what happened with him. So we'd be, you guys would be coming into on the road, 0-2, missing Roethlisberger and potentially James Conner. There's a lot of injuries, man. And it's, it's not tough to, fun. It's tough to filibust. Oh, yeah. It really yeah, is. No, I, good yeah, job. You got good a good job trade. I don't know. I was just trying to find words to yeah. string together. <laughs> so... I will say that there, there's a lot of injuries there, but um, moving forward, I 
I came up with this today while I was sitting on the couch. And your backup quarterback, you want to be like a store brand version of your starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. The Saints, and with, with Teddy Bridgewater, was, we'll get to that later. That's not the case, right? Mm -hmm. Mason Rudolph is a store brand, Ben Roethlisberger. So on that, on that end, I'm excited and optimistic moving forward. Because we did select Mason Rudolph and we traded away Josh Dobbs, so there's got to be some promise there. There's also the other backup who shined in um, during the preseason, but he got cut and then signed to the practice squad. I don't even remember his name. It starts with a G or something like that. But uh, anyway, so and then James Conner getting hurt, that's no fun. Uh, so you're going to need Benny Snell Jr. and Jalen Samuels to pick up the slack. I'm still not 100% sure if Juju's ready to be the number one wide receiver, man. Like, five receptions, yeah, 84 yards. Like, okay. He's been really Dante Moncrief has a dislocated – he's been battling a dislocated finger all training camp. That is his fifth drop in two games. God. He is getting dropped from my fantasy football team, and I suggest that the Steelers do the same. I was very excited about that signing, mm -hmm. and honestly – Let's go find somebody else to fill that hole, right? Okay, because it's like Switzer's there. You've got the rookie, Deontay, you, and, and then James Washington's still out there. So it's like, you know, he can get some targets. Vance McDonald getting two touchdowns today was nice. Mm -hmm. You've also got Gentry, the six foot eight kid out of Michigan. So there's no reason why this shouldn't be able to work. And they showed a lot of fight this week, which, I, you know, I like that because they, they really didn't show. They really kind of rolled over against the Patriots. So I'm optimistic moving forward. But, yes, if this team – I'm not going to really hit the panic button with this team until about week six, but my, my worry level is going to continue to increase as, as we get to that point. So I'm not ready for my team to suck. How do you feel about Rudolph from what you saw today? Just uh, It wasn't too bad. Obviously, you know, there's, there's things that you can build upon there. So, you know, his touchdown pass, to his first one to, to Vance was, eh, it was so-so. But, you know, he averaged about 5.9 yards a pass. It finished with a 92.5 rating. It's nothing, nothing too bad, you know, the, the one rush for seven yards. It's promising, but we'll see, we'll see what happens moving forward. Big game. I wonder what the spread's going to be. I mean, I'm sure they're not going to release anything. I just, I'm just so upset with, with Moncrief, man. It's so frustrating to lose the home opener. Again, made it competitive, which is nice, but... I don't even know who they have in week three. I don't even remember. I know week four is the Bengals. You know who you're playing week three. Oh, that's right. That's right. The Niners. The Niners. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was saying the My spread bad. for I us. I totally tripped. Yeah. yeah. So, it, yeah, they have the it, Niners. They have the Niners next week, and then they have uh, the Bengals after that. So I, I think it was. It would have been fun from a band. It's still early to rot Roethlisberger, but he's going to be hurt yeah. like, regardless. Which they don't make walking boots for your elbow. Yeah. So it would have been fun from a banter heading into this week for us finally having this Steelers Niner game. I could still make it happen. I could still do the banter with you. Yeah, it's just, it's I mean, I have a feeling <laughs> that there's a good chance. There's a good percentage that I might end up a sad boy on next Sunday at Osceola's just drinking away my God, the Steelers. We're going to have such a up. shitty show next week, honestly, though, like just from the standpoint of like, we're going to have to get to that bar super early, drink all day, and then come back and then try and do a podcast coherently. So God, I may have to Uber here and Uber gonna, back. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. So, because I might just walk, honestly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This game is getting made. Holy shit. We have to keep that. was a fourth and 14. All right. Continuing on. Next up. Hashtag, how about them Cowboys? And we, I, I suggest we picked up the speed in this. All right, Mateo, we've okay. kind of dragged yeah. their asses on this. Cowboys look pretty good. Dak Prescott, three touchdowns, 26 to 30. Uh, probably the system, Kellen Moore play calling, but Dak's looking pretty darn I'm, good. I'm all in on hashtag pay Dak. Would you pay him? Yep, yeah, so you I'm would pay in. Dak. Good, okay, yeah. good. Well, he'll have a plucker next week. Read <laughs> my mind. Yes, we'll see. They play the Dolphins, so I highly doubt it. Dolph Cowboys-Dolphins at 
oh. at Dallas. So oh, man, he better and go. The only reason I remember that is because again from Madden twenty, mm-hmm. my QB one is a is a Miami quarterback. And we're actually leading the division because my fucking quarterback's raw. But that's whatever. Fucking All right. Dang. Moving on. Hashtag bird gang because the Ravens beat the Cardinals, much to the chagrin of me, a Steeler fan. So Ravens now 2-0. and Again, a uh, product of who you're playing. You're playing the tanking Dolphins and a rookie quarterback, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray looked good. That's so, awesome. I'm yeah. stoked that Kyler looks It's, it's looks weird, great. though, watching his little sidearm mm-hmm. flick delivery. Just pew, He just zips that thing out of there down the did, field. Did he run into any... Issues with the whole clapping thing? No, no, no not from fine. what I saw bouncing around in the red zone today. So It's adorable when he gets penalized for Lamar that. Lamar Jackson, 16 carries, 120 yards. Thought we were going to calm that down. But Hashtag MVP. Christian Kirk, maybe a fantasy uh, pickup this week. Sneaker, I don't know if you're going to include him. Six receptions for 114 yards. Ooh, like that. No, not All right. That he should be on there, though. Moving up. Hashtag, I don't even know what the this one is. Just hashtag, I'm glad it's over. Texans-Jags, uh, that was a tough one. I bet the over on this game, which is at like 50, and that was really stupid. I told Mateo, as soon as I pressed <laughs> submit on that bet, I was like, what the hell did I just do? Hashtag should have been a Thursday night game. Oh, my God. this this The Thursday night game was actually better than this, this game. This looks The 13-12 looks like a Thursday. And yet like Gardner the, Minshew still looks very promising for how boring that game was. That's awesome. That's just a product of his weapons on the outside. I don't like his wide receivers. He's got D.D. Westbrook, mm-hmm. and there's one other one that I don't Is it Shark? I don't know. I don't, it's not important because it's, it's Leonard it's Fournette. That's it. Yeah, right? All right. Next up, uh, hashtag bittersweet because that was the last game that we'll ever see on a baseball field uh, where the football and baseball field cross over with the oh. Chiefs and Raiders today. So what did you think about the uh, the Chiefs and Raiders? Because I'm just going to talk about the field. God, KC just hit warp speed. Yeah. I was I was just box score watching at work, and, you know, all of a sudden it's 10-0 Raiders, and you're like, are they really going to hang around? Absolutely. And then yeah, all of a sudden here comes the Chiefs, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown. And then you look, and it's 28-10, and you're like, jeez, they put them away quick. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe that they still play football on a baseball field? Not anymore. That was the last game yeah, ever. Yeah, but I mean, so. they still like. It was awesome it, though. It was for the for the not for the players. For the aesthetic, man, that sucks for them. But you know, it was just you know, I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss it. It's the end of an era. That was 14 or 15 years. The first, uh, the first football game that was played on that. The first football game. That, no, no, I'm trying to think of what. No, whenever did they moved into the Coliseum? I take that back. I might be mixing up the stat that Jim Nance was talking about. I thought it was great they had Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call. That's awesome. On the call for the Raiders and Chiefs. But I mean, they didn't have anything else to pick from for CBS in the afternoon, <laughs> and those guys usually get the afternoon game. All right, moving on. Hashtag. That's it. Just hashtag sigh. The Bears and Broncos. I bet the under on this game because I saw this coming from a mile away. Lowest under of the week, by the way, at 40 points, and I saw it coming from a mile away. So boring. Joe Flacco, 35 of 50 for 292 yards and a touchdown. Danny Wright of the river also said that this is going to be a very, very big year for Joe Flacco in the yards category. He is going to rack up yards and get no points from it whatsoever, and that is true. So... I, uh, you know, if I'm, time. if I'm a Broncos fan, I'm going to be very frustrated knowing that Joe Flacco is who I have to put my faith in. And, you know, the defense tried to hold steady. And I can't believe that Trubis- uh, Trubisky, that, that game, the, did you see the way that game ended? I, read I honestly think that time expired and the refs just gave the second back to Chicago. I think that's exactly what happened because Trubisky was flying up the field to call a timeout, but the wide receiver wasn't even down until it, the wow. clock had switched to exactly one second left. So I don't understand how the timeout got got called we'll look that up. right away. Well, you know, positive so. for the Bears. Hashtag 
Here's the kicker. They've got That's a true. they've got a kicker after and, their and all crazy. Trust. Yeah, after all yeah. the craziness they did believe, to search for believe, one. Believe, believe. All right, and then the uh, second to last game. Hashtag. Oh no, that's what I have to say because our Lord and Savior Drew Brees Christ left the game, which is probably like a broken hand. I'm just gonna say it now. The way that thing collided with uh, Donald on the line, it's probably broken. And I said earlier, you want 27 to nine. The Rams beat the Saints. By the way, I'm sorry I didn't include that. So they didn't even register a touchdown. It was all field goals all the way. And Teddy Bridgewater is not the store brand version of Drew Brees. And I understand that being the store brand version of Drew Brees is kind of tough, but I think that's what Jared Goff is. I really think Jared Goff is a, is a store brand version of Drew Brees. Now, Drew Brees is a little bit better, and he's had more experience, you know, being able to pick up and, and analyze the, the defenses and whatnot. But you need, and I'm not saying that's not, that doesn't mean that Jared Goff isn't good because Jared Goff is, is his own, you know, name brand on his own team, right? I'm just saying mm-hmm. on another team with Drew Brees, he'd be the store brand. So, I don't know where the Saints go from here. This might be it. This, this, I think Saints fans need to accept the fact that this might be what actually pushes him off the retirement cliff. If there's any ever doubts of him coming back to play and the broken hand, he's going to be out for at least four to six weeks with a broken hand if he can't play. I mean, so he can't play. They'll probably be out of contention because I'm not saying that the division's strong, but the rest of the NFC is, especially when you could have the possibility of what looks like three playoff teams coming out of the NFC West, you know, and then whatever happens in the North. And then you just have to have a, you just have to have a, 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 a division winner in the South, you know, but I feel it's similar to the Chargers. You just got to keep your head above water because Teddy, <laughs> Teddy is a top three backup quarterback in the league. He turned down a big offer from, uh, what was it? From the Dolphins, the, uh, Saints used a second-round pick. That's you, an interesting you, take. Yeah. Top three backup quarterback in the league? Yeah. Who are your other two? Ooh, in no particular order. I know. I was trying to figure this out as I was coming up to it. Um, hmm. Jacoby was one before luck went down. Tannehill? Yeah, Tannehill would probably would slide in there as, as one, especially from the money that he's making. You're welcome. And then who would your hmm. other backup quarterback be? It doesn't matter. I won't quiz you on it. Moving along. But he... I mean, they gave up a second-round pick. You have to trust what Sean Payton did mm-hmm. and what he has done with this offense and mm-hmm. believe that Teddy is a guy, especially at his age, that he's a guy that can plug in and he has weapons and he yeah. can run the offense. I, I just question it. I doubt it. We'll see moving forward that I'm, I'm very skeptical and the Rams' outlook looks pretty good because it seems like they have a grip on things out there with managing Gurley and, and saving him for later in the mm-hmm. season when, when, it really, when these things start to really matter and really count. And then – even even the wear and tear that you get on the backup backs, they're still getting the reps, and so they're ready and primed to go as the year goes on. It's not like they're getting inserted out there at the last minute. Just, all right, make something happen now. And then the game that literally just went final, you had the Atlanta Falcons winning 24-20 to over the Eagles. So this is a uh, hashtag, what are they, what, hashtag Hotlanta. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Uh, Matt Ryan, 27-43, 320 yards and three touchdowns. Is Matt Ryan elite now? Yes. <laughs> just this one game makes him elite. No, I don't believe it. I ain't buying it 100%. This, I, I, I saw you arguing, a uh, fan came into your mentions arguing with Roethlis- Roethlisberger, and then I went up and looked at the numbers, and I was like, 
if you consider Roethlisberger in that category, then Matt Ryan definitely is because Matt Ryan had him beat in so many different areas. Super Bowl rings, baby. Yeah, that's yeah, what it comes yeah. down oh, to. Oh, yes, totally. Who's yes. got the yeah, Super Bowl that's rings? That's all you can lean on. Nope, I'm just saying it's a pretty good weight to throw around there in the well, gym. Well, one guy's huh? going to be on the field next week. The other guy's questionable. So if we were going to use some weird well, context. That's really hurtful, man. Why would you pick it? It's hate week. It's hate, 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 hate. messed up, man. That's so no, it's not. It hasn't even ended. We have, we still have Monday Night Football. It's officially hate week. Week four hasn't, or week three hasn't started yet until Monday Night Football is over. You got to give Matt Ryan some credit, though. I'll give him some credit. For, for he, everything hey, that he Matt was Ryan, as, as a... Hey, Matt Ryan, my Stu Gott's take. Matt Ryan, <laughs> oh, do it again next week, all right? Let me see it next week, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, for a guy, I mean, who had to go through Shanahan and had a great season. Everyone, had to go through Shanahan. Well, he was I'm, blessed no, but with here, Shanahan. No, but here's the thing, though, is then everybody, when he had the bad season with, with Sark, they're like, okay, maybe it's not Matt Ryan. It's... You know, maybe he's not that good. And then he had a really good season last year, and he's still being, you know, written off. Yeah. Or wrote off. Whatever. Ridded it off. Ridded off. All right. So that'll do it Rid- for hashtag hysteria for week two. We're actually going to jump and we're going to go to Tim, and then we're going to come back for the fantasy football forecast. So now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Last time that I checked, check, check. it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked. Adrian Peterson has surpassed Jim Brown for fifth on all-time rushing touchdowns in the NFL. Wow. Ooh. That stat was almost worth that dramatic pause that you gave us there at the start. <laughs> sorry, I forgot how to count. I'm sorry. Uh, it's all good. And five is a big number, so it's okay. It's all good, you know. Yep. Just yeah. like Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, man. Yeah, Teddy. So, yeah, Teddy. what was that stat again? Adrian Peterson just passed Jim Brown for number five on the all-time rushing leaderboard? Yes, sir. Ooh, how much further behind Emmett Smith is he? A lot. He's yeah, a uh, lot. three touchdowns shy of, of tying Walter Payton. And then I can't remember who's after that. And then Ladinian Tomlinson and Emma Smith has like 163 or something like that. So uh-huh. he, he's got some work to do for that a, one. A long way to a, go. A long, long way. All right, Tim, uh, how much college football did you watch this weekend? I watched quite a bit of fourth quarters. Luke, oh, yeah, no, there's nothing like fourth quarters. when you. I, I, I don't know about you. Do you have Comcast or whatnot or for, for your cable? Uh, um, I actually I use Hulu Live. Okay, Hulu Live. Mateo, what do you got? Uh, AT&T. Okay. So on the Comcast option, you know, uh, especially comes in handy on Saturdays because on Sundays, you know, I'm watching Red Zone. You push this uh, button C on on the uh, remote, and it pops up with scores, and you can organize it, you know, by all the different sports that are going on. So you go to NCAA football, and then you can filter it to only show you scores of games that are on TV within your cable package. So I'm literally just watching whatever game looks most interesting to me, but then on the side, I'm able to watch that scoreboard, and as games get close, I can flip around and watch them as, as needed. So you're running your own red zone. Exactly. My own red <laughs> zone uh, from for, for college football, and it's a lot to keep up with. But, you know, this was an interesting week, Tim. No head-to-head ranked matchups whatsoever, but uh, we, still, we still see uh, not, not a whole lot of change here. We had some upsets. Yeah, we did. We had, we, we had some not-so-upsets. Iowa beating Iowa some, State. I saw that coming. Which one? I saw Iowa beating Iowa State. I saw that one coming from a mile away. Well, I mean, a ranked first and non-ranked, I would hope that <laughs> I would hope that Iowa would win that game. Yeah. You never I know. know. I, picked, I picked Iowa State. Uh, I'm not going to lie. 
I thought the Cyclones had it. I think that was the first time, and I can't remember how many years that they lost to Iowa at home. Um, trying to think of some other good games. I had BYU beating USC, but not that close. Mm-hmm. That was a good game to watch. Cal is ranked now, 23rd in the nation. Yeah, yeah. Which is shocking because nobody who went to Cal in the NFL wants to say that they went there. <laughs> um, proof on tonight's uh, Sunday Night Football when both Deshaun Jackson and Mr. Oliver for the Falcons said what middle school they went to oh, for gosh. their intros. Um, uh, even though they're ranked number 23, they probably won't get any respect until they crap, creep back in the top 10, but good luck. Yeah, the, the rest of their season looks absolutely atrocious for them to do anything good. Yeah. They got Old Miss next week, and then it's just... It's a good thing they're I like, I like that they're out with their schedule, though. They were going out, and they're playing some schools. You know what I'm saying? They're not afraid to, to go out yeah. and, and face some teams right now. Uh, Michigan drops one spot to number 11. Utah rises up into the top 10. No changes in the top ten or in the top four. So right now, if the playoffs started tomorrow, you would get Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU with Oklahoma and Ohio State looking on the outside or on the outside looking in. Strength of schedule, I guess, but I don't know if that really, really. really I was gonna Alabama. say, really. I mean, at this point, we're just going off a of reputation with these guys. Even it's the same exact thing. In the coaches' poll, I will say that LSU and Oklahoma are flipped. Uh, are flipped. But right now, we're going off the AP poll, and uh, so outside of the top two, is there anybody that you guys like right now that you? I think Notre Dame will get exposed soon. So I like to. I like Notre Dame's chances of getting spoiled soon within here in the next two months. It, it might take two months for them to get exposed, but they play a lot of teams. Uh, I could be a homer and say Florida, but I'm not really sure what to expect now that Felipe Franks has gone down with that horrific leg injury. Honestly, Oklahoma is probably, probably and, and that's just due to the fact of who they're playing and how they, their style of play and Jalen Hurts. Really, right, Tim? Yeah, I like Oklahoma jumping into the top four by the end of it. I really, really, really want to see Utah sneak in. I don't think it will happen, but that would just be great for the Pac-12 if they did. I don't think the Pac-12 is strong enough, and you can take solace no. if you're somebody that wants a little bit of variety. You can bank on the fact that Alabama, Georgia, and LSU, at one point or another, and even Auburn, really, because Auburn's sitting there at eight, two of those teams are gonna they're, they're gonna drop out because those those teams will eat each other alive. So you won't have to worry about two of those teams. They might still get Georgia and Alabama going in or something like that if LSU is able to pull off some kind of miracle season. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I'd like to see Utah make it in there, but I don't think it's going to happen. Any Heisman hopefuls moving forward, Tim? Oh, I still think Jalen Hurts is going <laughs> to get the Oklahoma trifecta and going. I, I think that's really just be due to the fact of of their their schedule and and then again their you know their their play style really is they're benefiting from that a whole or he's benefiting from that a whole bunch. He might play Absolutely. himself. He might play himself up into a top draft pick. Really though, he probably will. I think it's going to be between him and Tua. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And Tua hasn't been Tua has been falling off relatively. And then you also have to take into account that Tua also didn't play a lot of fourth quarters. So where Jalen Hurts is going to be playing the entire game, those numbers are going to look a little inflated for Hurts. And I think it might be enough to throw off some GMs. It'll be one of those things where either Tua or Hurts is going to end up a Dolphin. It's just a matter of of who Miami is going to take. And then he's still the Oregon quarterback. It's a great class next Herbert's year. not going to be a number one pick, though. He, he's got a chance. I mean, we, we didn't think a guy like uh, Josh Allen would be a top ten pick. 
I see Herbert could be a top ten pick, but I don't Herbert see him can being go number one. one. He no, can go number no, one. No, no, that would be he was Jalen projected. Hurts, he was 100%. projected to go number one last year. Jalen Hurts is back. doing a, gr- a stand up job of sealing up the number one pick right now, and then everybody's still got a boner over Tua because of what he's been doing. Tua's potential. He's. I mean, it's it's too early to say anybody. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys. Any other Heisman potentials, Tim? Mm, not that I can think of off the top of my head. It's pretty much those two. Okay. Um, the Clemson quarterback, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Kelly Lawrence. His, I was looking at his test earlier, and they're or not. Trevor Lawrence. Actually, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is not very uh, not very impressive this year. Yeah, he struggled coming out the gate. But good thing is, is he doesn't come out he doesn't come out and play until next year. So. Unless he wants to leave for the XFL. He Do it. Down near, nah, I wouldn't leave for Do the it. XFL. He'll be a coward. He'd have more talent on Clemson and put up better numbers and better tape to get drafted in the NFL. But you can't turn down $10 million of Vince McMahon's money. Yeah, we'll see. Tim, anything else for us before you leave? I know it's a quick, brief visit. visit. That's that's my fault. That's a scheduling fault on my end. But um, No, Miami won 63 to nothing, and Rudy 2.0 came out and scored that. Who'd they beat? Touchdown. Who'd they beat? <laughs> Bethune-Cookman. Hey, <all laughs> hey right. they took care of what they needed to take care of. I was going to say, you can only beat who's on your schedule, right, man? For as much as I get mad at the Patriots and shit like that and people get the easy road, you really can only beat who's ever on your schedule. Now, exactly. In college, you got to take care now, of the in, games that you need to. In college, now you do get to necessarily pick those games, or in the NFL you don't. So I will say uh, congrats on the, the scheduled ass-whooping and, and actually completing it. So... You know, and then I also think of like Alabama when they schedule their cupcakes and whatnot. So it's, it's just more that they took care of what they needed to do, and I'm happy to see that from this team. It's a young team, but we'll see what the rest of the season and how it plays out. Yeah, it'll be intriguing to say the least. All right. Well, thank you very much, Tim, and uh, we will talk to you again on Wednesday. Yes. Yes, we will. Bye, Tim. Have a wonderful evening, gentlemen. Peace, Tim. Bye, Tim. All right. Go, go Seahawks. Mateo, that music means it is time for the fantasy football forecast. We have called an audible, and we had to switch it around in the order of the show. Thank you for being patient and hanging in there through the college football talk. Now, four downs. First one, studs. Second one, duds. Third one, injuries. Fourth down, waivers. Let's start with first down. Who are the fantasy football studs this week? Our first stud, Dalvin Cook. 154 yards and a touchdown. Mm, yes, yes, yes. He's making a push. Bouncing Four. back from the ACL yeah, injury. I mean, he might lead the league in rushing this year. Yep. Uh, where did you get? I got him in the second round. I don't have him. Oh, uh, no shares? Yeah. I had to grab him in one league. I was afraid he's going to get hurt, but, man, he looks healthy. No shares, but I know the value of uh, Mr. Dalvin Cook. Uh, speaking of health, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Mm. He had 11 catches, 100 yards, or 98 yards, and a touchdown. Yep. I'm more so just happy that a guy coming off an Achilles injury is able to play week two and be this productive. I'm honestly just surprised that Joe Flacco was able to get him the ball that much. So uh, He could be another guy leading the league in yards is uh, Joe Flacco then. Oh, God. Jeez. Yeah. Is uh, he on your list too? No. No. Oh, okay. Joe, I, don't, I hope Joe Flacco isn't on this list this year good lord because that okay. means uh, give me some more studs uh we'll finish with pat mahomes and demarcus robinson okay mahomes 443 yards and four touchdowns sammy watkins only got 49 of those yards but he did get the six reception so i can't really hate it. he got me 10 points this week i i thought sammy watkins which is why he, he's going to be our first on the dud but i i thought robinson's stat line would be sammy watkins stat line interesting where the hell did robinson come I, from I, interesting that you'd put watkins as a dud but i do want to say i i feel like you omitted one thing from your your mm-hmm. your fantasy studs and that is just the entire new england patriots defense and i don't often like to sing the praises of the patriots 
but because they are my defense, I will sing the praise of them. Zero points allowed, four interceptions, seven sacks. Two of those interceptions were returned for touchdowns. They had, uh, and then they only allowed less than 200 yards. So I saw here that they have 53 tackles, but luckily I did not put that as a scoring metric in the defensive Oof, system. God. Otherwise, our been. defensive scores would be like hundreds. Everybody would be taking in the, defense in the first round. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I think the Patriots deserve some love there just because in our league with That's the incentives fair. there, they got 50 points. But uh, I know the Patriots D probably put up some points for some people. All right, second down, your duds. Uh, we, as our guy, Sammy Watkins. So here's the reason I feel he's a dud. He had 13 targets against a pretty porous Raiders defense that's missing Abrams, that has Conley hurt, and he only had 49 yards. Okay. No touchdowns. I'm looking up right now to see how many targets he got this week. It, uh, 13. He got 13? Yeah. At least that's what I got off of Roto Yeah, World. he caught 6 of 13 targets for 49 yards. Not great, no, but at the same time... P- yeah, it's a solid PPR game. I'm not going to hate on it. So, you know, I, like I said, the one move that I do have in the in the works right here is I'm dropping Dante Moncrief. I, I do not know who I am picking up for him yet, but that is a 100% dud. I was really high up on Moncrief, and that's just a personal in, insertion into this. You're to take James, James Washington? Uh, if you he's should available. Just flop, yeah, flop out one stealer for another stealer. Yeah, or I'd go after the rookie because I think he's going to be pretty good. Deontay Johnson, yeah. so... 12-team you know. league. All right, who's another dud? Well, we'll stick in the same game, Derek Carr. Mm. Same thing. It's it's more so volume. He had 38 attempts. He only had 198 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Hot take, hot take. This will not be the last time we hear Derek Carr's name mentioned in this portion of this specific segment. I'm going to try not to put Derek Carr in duds. He just had a really good game. Uh, Monday from Monday night, night. so oh. you're like, okay, he's playing Kansas City. It should this be was a, a come back down to earth. Game. Yeah, it was this a was, really came crashing this down. This was a crash landing back down to earth. There was no parachute whatsoever. I'm not saying burn everything in Oakland. Everything's fine. You did play the Chiefs. You know, mm. they're kind of one of the uh, the premier teams in the leagues. You know, no big deal. But all right, any more duds? Uh, not kind of out of his control. Kamara, 45 yards, one catch, 15 he yards. Is, he is going to be the one. Him and I think Michael Thomas for sure, but Alvin Kamara is going to be the one that feels this Drew Brees absence the worst because Drew Brees mm-hmm. does an absolute fantastic job of orchestrating him into that offense. And I feel like this guy's going to be on the dud list a couple of times. It's Mitch Trubisky. Oh, fuck. I mean, 120 yards, no touchdowns, eight yards rushing. Mitch Trubisky has become the new question of is Joe Flacco elite? And when I say that, I'm not saying it like Trubisky is a for sure fire, like franchise number one quarterback. I think he's more of just like a placeholder. But I mean, is is, is Trubisky elite enough to be the one to get the job done? Can he? Because he's always going to play second fiddle to the defense. It's always The defense is always going to be the calling card, and then it's going to be Nagy's system because Trubisky's just going to be a system quarterback. But what kind of, what level of a system quarterback is he going to be? Is he going to be an elite system quarterback, or is he going to be, you know, just a, just a, a jag, just another guy? He's on the Bortle side right now. Oh, he's man. really And uh, the Joe Flacco, I would say Joe Flacco did a pretty good job of running the system, and now he's kind of tapering off there too. So Joe Flacco slowly going into Bortles territory too and it's from a fantasy perspective what's tough is you know Trubisky's going to start getting dropped so now do you start playing the game as like okay he has a matchup that's really good will well, he blow up Darnold's my backup so Ooh. I'm interested to see what happens at well I have him on injured reserve mm. so I have the open slot to pick up a backup quarterback but again look at the Patriots schedule yep. and tell me why I should bench yeah Tom you don't Brady. have to worry up yep, no worries tell me there. why I should bench Tom Brady no I'm I've already punched my ticket to the playoffs the fantasy playoffs all right it's just a matter of the matchups looking down the Patriots kind of have a rough go towards the end of the season not gonna lie not primed for fantasy football but i'm gonna let it ride i will say for the pats fans out there that are angry that i don't have them for any of like studs oh, fuck off you played the dolphins yeah 
And you guys are like kind of like Greg Popovich at this year with the Coach of the Year award. You're stud every I feel, week. For I feel Brady. bad because Kevin, one of the guys in the league, he he tweeted me. He goes, "This is back-to-back weeks I've faced somebody whose defense has gone up against Miami." And I was just like, "You will have your opportunity to go mm, up against everybody. Will feast up, up against a Miami, whether it be a Miami or whether it be a New York Giants or whether it be another mm-hmm. you know, insert another uh, terrible team, the Cardinals, depending on which one you get." So. All right, any more duds? Nope. All right, injuries. Let's go hit him with me because oh, I know there's a couple that we got to get oh to. Oh, God. Are you ready for it? Hit me with the big one. Big Ben. Uh, Elbow injury. I don't know what it is, man. I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it happen. All I saw was the clip of him talking to the trainer and yeah. just body language. It just looked, looked like a normal throw, and then all of a sudden Jeez. something tweaked or he snapped something, and it, it, something's not right. So I don't know what's going on there. That's nope. not looking good. I'm going to say re- just reckless speculation right now because I love to do that. Big Ben probably out for a month. Ooh. A month. You got to rest the elbow. I, rest the elbow. He's too important. Don't I, rush yourself back. I feel back. like Ben's going to have, tomorrow the MRI is going to come out that it's it's swelling, and they're like, okay, we don't think he's going to play, and then as we get closer, he's going to be like, you know what, Ben's I don't feeling good. Him, I don't want him to do that, though, because it's the same thing about Andrew Luck, and it's the same mm. thing about Cam Newton, it's the same thing about Ben Roethlisberger. Why rush yourself back and I damage just, yourself? It's the purpose of longevity. I don't we know, need I you just, down the road. I feel it's just Ben's personality. It's just like he gets, he gets hurt. And then he goes through, and he's like, you know, they're it's traumatic. Like, they're bye weeks like week seven. Like, rest up until then. The season is still manageable, okay? If, if you haven't won a game up going up until that point, then maybe think about coming back a little sooner. But I think if they get the job done against the Niners next week with Mason Rudolph, it's chill. Yeah, rest can, that elbow. Then you can rest him. All right, next um, up. From the Sunday night game, uh, Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson both mm-hmm. left the game. Yep, yep. So I haven't heard anything. And Wentz also went into concussion protocol. So all things, yep, all things the watch for the week. And then uh, we mentioned earlier, am I allowed, can I can I mention this one? Go for it. Hashtag, our, or not hashtag. <laughs> our, our Lord and Savior, Drew Brees is Christ. Yep. So Drew Brees, probably a broken hand Reckless speculation. Mm-hmm. I'm saying broken hand. What do you think? I think you're right. I think it's some sort he of. He couldn't even grip yeah. a football. It's and he's going to a specialist. And he was Sounds taped up. They had to tape yeah. it up multiple times. That's not looking good, man. And now I'm starting to think: Is this going to be something that pushes him closer to the retirement thing? Is it? I don't know. I, I hope not. I feel as a hand injury, it's not. If it was maybe if it was something like a ligament or a head injury. What if it is a ligament in the I hand? I mean, it could be, right? We, we'll right. see what it is. We but just we're, don't we're know. We're assuming it's a break. Reckless, we just don't know. Reckless, reckless speculation. Yeah, we're being reckless. All right, and then uh, any more injuries to report? I'll slide in really one. I didn't know until the last minute was Damian Williams got hurt for the Chiefs. Yep, that's concerning so, because I have him as a running right, back. And so. so what's nice for that is that takes somebody out of that and it makes it just McCoy and uh, Thompson. <laughs> not what I want to hear. All right, and then who should we pick in be picking up on waivers this upcoming week. Who uh, should we look to on the waiver wire? Uh, Thompson was the first guy that I mentioned. He's in the best offense in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, they love him. McCoy's, mm-hmm. you know, he's over a little over the hill. Yep. Uh, I still love Teddy. Top top three backup. Hot takes. All in it. Uh, you know, I think I made my point though. Can you name the other backups around the league? I can't think of a back. Well, There's no, because like I'd Brian say Hoyer. I'd biasly say Mason Rudolph. <laughs> I know you're you're juicing up Rudolph and then you're putting down uh, Bridgewater. Yeah, no, I can't do that. All right. Uh, I love Hardman from the Chiefs. He had a 61 yard, uh, 61 yards and a touchdown. He's poor man's Tyree Kill. Yeah. Same same logic with Thompson. Best offense in the league. Go for him. Uh, Debo Samuel, if he's out there, he's a second round pick. You know, that's looking very intriguing as we move forward. Obviously, I can't do it for this upcoming week. You know, I think I might start DK Metcalf. Because I haven't, mm-hmm. he's just been sitting on my bench and he's put up, he's put up yeah, points these past two I weeks. I mean, DK is looking like a guy that's a jumps ball specialist. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Was all, the betting ran out, man. That's all good. Oh, I thought so, you're gonna, I thought you're gonna loop it. That's oh, why. No, no, I was no, like no, waiting no. for that. We're at the end of the segment. Oh, okay. We don't need to, we don't need to loop. Also, it. Royce Freeman, get Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman, huh? Yeah. 54, what's wrong with What's wrong with Lindsey? Nothing but 54 yards, five catches, 48 yards, and he gets goal line uh, carries. 
Interesting. Yeah, I dropped I him in your league. My bench, so I might you have just to... handcuff him. Uh, yeah, I threw Freeman in this weekend. I gave up on him. And... Interesting. That's interesting. Game. Interesting. Okay. Well, I have six wide receivers, man. So I probably should depart with one of them. I need to see. Anybody need a wide receiver in this in the cohorts uh, fantasy football? I'm league? sure somebody does. It feels like receivers so heavy. I was in one I league. Need to, I, need, I do need to make a trade. I need to get rid of one of these guys. It's just. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm getting rid of Moncrief, but you know, it's like I. I, I, well, I don't know who I'm going to replace him with. I should I, pick up a I don't want to rant too long, but in a 12-team league, I can't believe all the guys that were available in your league. Right? Right? I was like, okay, so I put my waiver. Well, Shouts out to Tyler drafting Hunter Renfro in the fourth no, round. Badass. That was, but that like, was a gritty pick. So I got Hollywood, and then there's the uh, Washington receiver was still went through waivers. Malcolm Nobody Brown was cares. still out there. You're, like, how are people not active? I know. I get it. It's crazy. I get it. Plus the injuries thing. You just don't know who's going to go what week and... Dropping them, adding players, it's fucking crazy. It's, we try to forecast this stuff. We have no idea what we're talking yeah. about. We're, this is just read and react, and that was that was reading. That was a lot of looking into the future there with the with the with the waivers. But the first three downs was a lot of reacting. So, you know, that's just how it goes. That is just how it goes. All right, Mateo. As we approach the, we're not quite at the home stretch, but we're approaching it. Let's uh, let's get to some winners and losers of recent sporting headlines. There are. Winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for this episode of the podcast. Let's start off with the basketball tournament that absolutely nobody seemed to care about except for, I don't know, the rest of the world. So congratulations to Spain on winning the FIBA World Cup or of basketball. So a huge accomplishment I, for them. I keep saying awesome and happy on a lot of things, but I'm really stoked that Ricky Rubio got the MVP because, like, he cares about this. this Finally is got a that championship. He, this is something that he really cares about for his country. I mean, <sighs> go look up the video of him trash-talking Kobe about the Olympics. Yeah. it They, they care, man. Like, yeah. we obviously don't because look at what we sent over and mm-hmm. all the players that elected not to do it. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to Spain. That's dope that, that's a, you know, that matters to them. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so going to give them the W there for obvious reasons. Uh, next up on the winners and losers list, you tell me, Mateo, is this a win or a loss? MJ, the GOAT, Michael Jordan, is selling part of the Hornets. He's selling a large chunk, which hasn't been necessary. At the time that we're recording this, I haven't seen anything that d- that says how much he's selling. All that I know is that he is still retaining majority ownership oh. of the team. So that's a, that's a win for him, and then it's a loss for Hornets fans. So it's a win-loss because he's selling stake. He's hedging his bet before he slowly backs out and realizes, man, this is fucking stupid. But he's going to... The Jordan sponsorship is going to stay and, you know, all that good stuff. But it's, uh, I mean, it, it's Charlotte is, is, it is an example in basketball as to what I was trying to use in football earlier about the markets, you know, and about how you've got, you may have some passionate fans out there. And you do. Just look at the Duke and Carolina fans. But coming to Charlotte to watch the Hornets and get excited about a team where the biggest superstar you've had has been Kemba Walker. And you lost him. I'm, I'm not going to. I don't disagree with the argument on the uh, market, but I feel that the the way they're run is like the way Marvin Lewis runs the Bengals. It's like Jordan has had all these draft picks and he hasn't done shit. He mm-hmm. takes four year seniors and guys that he thinks are going to be really really good floor. They're basically floor basketball players. Yeah, yeah. He never goes for any ceiling guys. <sighs> it's frustrating, but oh well. Maybe he'll learn one day. All right. Next up on the winners losers list, we have Nick Saban, and apparently uh, it was revealed on Friday by Josh Jacobs. The right, am I saying that is, is Josh Jacobs? I'm right? pretty sure it's Josh Jacobs. The, right? the running back. You're asking of the, the wrong guy. On, of the, the running back for, of, of the uh, the Raiders. Raiders yeah, the I'm rookie pretty running sure back from Alabama. He said that Nick Saban has an affinity for D's nuts jokes. 
So I guess there was a practice. He told a story on the Dan Patrick show. There was a story in which he caught he was catching balls at practice, and uh, and Nick Saban said, "Hey Josh, I see that you're pretty good at catching balls. How about you come over and hold these?" <laughs> and 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 he said he looked at him for a second, started laughing, and said, "Coach, I heard that joke like that since middle school." So Nick Saban is known to bust out the D's nuts jokes. So no word on uh, if that got brought up in his post-game press conference this week. He seems like a cool fucking guy to hang out with. Yeah, I'll give him just, the w. Just, be, just because of – I'll give him the doing, w. These football hardos are actually turning out to be pretty cool people. He's doing like, all of it for recruiting. When they let their – yes, that's true. Yeah. It's, he's doing it all for recruiting, but it's cool that he's, he's relatable. I saw him on an Aflac commercial recently. It was totally awful. It was bad. It was supposed to be a recruiting pitch. It was really – Drop these nuts. Bad. All right, next up on the winners-losers list, the Braves have clinched the playoff spot. Mateo, uh, what, what, what kind of chance do the Braves have in the playoffs moving forward? Ooh. We'll give them the W for clinching the playoff spot. God, I like their lineup. I don't like the pitching staff. Give though. me a percent chance of winning the World Series. Uh, seven. Really? Yeah, I'm going to give them a seven percent chance. Wow, just for, just for shits and gigs, I'm going to give them a 6.9. Okay, so yeah, there you go. nice. All right, next up on the winners-losers list, 15,000 fans showed up in Montreal. Montreal? Because that's the uh, the French French Canadian border Montreal to see the Canadians scrimmage just a scrimmage, fifteen thousand packed to see the Habs Habs play hockey. That's a uh, pretty impressive. Going to give them the W. Do you have anything to contribute to that or no? That hockey made it in. Good. Yeah, yeah win. You know what they hockey. say in hockey. Let's do that hockey. They're Canadian showing. All right. Yeah. I'll be back up there for New Year's. You already Ooh, know. That's going to be wild. All right. Next up on the winners losers list, Tyson Fury. I didn't watch the fight, but Fury won in decision. Also had a giant fucking gash on his head that he had to get 50 stitches for. But good for him. He mm-hmm. retains his uh, – I think he had a belt if he didn't have a belt. But he won. And he called out Deontay Wilder. He wants Wilder. That would so. be a badass fight. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he called out Wilder. I might be getting my information wrong. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I've done a lot of talking, guys, all right? so We had a lot of football to cover today. We had a lot of football to cover. All right. Next up on winners, losers, South Carolina is joining California with the pay-to-play, fair play-to-play, right? So California's thing is you can get money off your image and likeness. So this is why I want to give South Carolina a win and a loss at the same time because South Carolina proposed just a flat-out salary on sports that are money-making entities, right? So that doesn't mean that if your lacrosse sport is there, unless lacrosse turns a profit, those players aren't getting paid. Now, the problem I have with this is that you're going to be giving a base salary Mm -hmm. to each player. So that means that your star quarterback who's going out there and getting all the Heisman attention, you know, maybe in Clemson, right? Because So you're going to tell me that Trevor Lawrence is going to get paid the same amount of money, maybe $10,000, $15,000, as the red shirt kicker, that would change recruiting because so football much. because football turns a profit. The mm. same with basketball. Your star your star number one player is going to get paid as much as the the guy who barely walked on. You know, so it's a little curious how they're going to make that work. I'd say the California one is a little bit more fair because it allows the star players to make money off of themselves because the school could only go and say the school wants to print three player likeness jerseys. They pick the top three best players. Those guys can get a percentage and then the school doesn't have to turn around and just be like, well, here you go, 12th man. You can get some paper too. It's like, no. So South Carolina, this is a win and a loss because athletes are going to get paid, but it's not necessarily fair on a, on a balance at all. 
and, w- and once uh, South Carolina starts losing recruits, that's gonna that law is gonna flip really quick. But I've I've said this before for a while. If you're gonna pay student athletes, you need to pay sports that turn profits. Okay, so it's not gonna be. Just because you go to Clemson, that doesn't mean because you play on Clemson's field mm-hmm. hockey team that you're getting a stipend. You better be number one in the nation. You better be promoting field hockey, and you better be doing some numbers. Otherwise, I don't think you're going to get uh, – you shouldn't get nearly as much money as what the football and basketball mm-hmm. schools uh, games bring in, you know. And part of that has to do with Americana and the culture that we have just of what what's popular in, in today's, you know, age. Like certain sports just attract more attention, more eyes. You know, that doesn't mean that field hockey doesn't have an underlying cult or an underground cult that mm-hmm. I don't know about that you could still be lucrative. Hell, there's ultimate Frisbee that's out there and people play that shit. I'm saying they ain't turning NFL numbers. They yeah, ain't turning college football numbers. It's just it's just correcting what's happening in those in college and basketball, like you said, and watching those schools benefit and all of a sudden they have a brand new weight room because they don't have to pay right, their players. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's like insane. LSU it's did that with the, with the locker mm-hmm. room. Like the, the football team got a really nice-ass locker room, and there's a couple schools that have gotten that. Cal got one, too, mm-hmm. from Aaron Rodgers. That's just because you can't actually pay these guys. And I'm I'm not sure, but I I just thought about this point was that maybe for people that are like playing tennis at a collegiate level, maybe that will open up them. They can actually take endorsements. They can actually make some money too if they're elite at what they do. Yeah. Doesn't have to be everybody. It's just people that have the opportunity to. It gives them that chance. All right. Last up on the winners losers list, we have video games, specifically NBA 2K20 and now NHL 20 have both dropped. I know 2K came out probably about a week ago, but they're both out. So now you have Madden 20, 2K20. Chell 20, FIFA, I think FIFA is coming out relatively soon. That usually drops in October. So uh, needless to say, with all those games, you're going to have so much to choose from. And rank them, Jeff. No social life. Ooh, on personal preference? Yeah, just rank them. Personal preference? I'll put FIFA number one. See, that's crazy. I don't disagree, but it, it's just how much we we don't really like soccer. But FIFA is such a great game, yes, though. It's yes. amazing. What it's it's I, amazing. Yeah, FIFA is number one because it's just so much fun mm-hmm. to play, and it's super realistic. And the simula- You know what it is? Is When I watch soccer on TV and I play FIFA, it's the realest simulation of what I see on TV. Mm-hmm. As you know, And Madden does as good a job as they can, and 2K does as good of a job as they can. But at the same time, it's uh you know it's it's FIFA just does the takes the cake so I'd say FIFA 2K Madden Chell and I only put Chell last because not a not a hockey guy obviously only a playoff hockey guy but I'm always down to play Chell if it's available but it's just never my my go-to and honestly uh, playing it recently they've made a lot of tweaks to gameplay that have just made it kind of really fucking difficult and I know hockey guys that'll agree with me too so I can vouch for that. All right, now uh, as we approach, we have officially hit the home stretch, Mateo. It is time for the pop culture update. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. And as we open up the Twitter feeds and we go to the search engine, Mateo, I am seeing here, thanks to you pointing it out, uh, Peaky Blinders, the legitimate festival. So there is a festival in Digbeth uh, dedicated 100% to the Peaky Blinders, and I am 100% pissed off that I did not know about this. That is wild. And they had a Gallagher there performing? Oh my goodness! Now you, you might be, had fun. You might be saying that my obsession with Peaky Blinders is unhealthy, and I would tell you to rightfully fuck off because I don't think it's like that at all. 
Um, it's a Star great Wars show. Star Wars is better. People got like this for Game of Thrones, all right? Relax, all right? So what if I'm growing my hair out like one of the characters? So what if I can't wait till October 4th? I love all the happens? bashing you spend on like Avengers and Star Wars, and then you get into Peaky Blinders. It's like, fuck you guys. Well, you got to you gotta yeah. understand and appreciate the writing. Fuck and the you, plot nerd. Twist, the plot twist. Nerd. What goes on and the, the time piece and given what's going on. This really happened. Well, oh, it's historical God. fiction, I should say, but it's based off of stuff that actually happened where it's like Avengers flying around, pew, pew, shooting lasers, get rid of, get rid of this special glove like okay piss off all right with the avengers get out of here peaky blinders writing is like every laps around your marvel peaky blinders is like every poor man's accurate historical event that didn't win an oscar oh it's it's and it's only because it's been put out by the bbc that's why it's so they can't appreciate oh that makes it even more pretentious the academy can't actually appreciate even more pretentious the academy can't appreciate art that's what that means it's uh, amazing i recommend it highly recommend it six episodes a season they're around an hour long, uh, very enjoyable, and uh, it, you just get sucked into the character development, the plot twist. It's ama- It's absolutely. It's, it's stunning, dude. And they've they've allegedly signed on for two more seasons too. So they're gonna drop. Oh season, they're gonna drop season five, and they still have season six and season season seven on the Peaky way. Blinders cash grab. So, but this is we're at the point now where they're teaming up with Capone. They're officially linking up with Capone. So I'm excited. October fourth can't come fast enough. All right. Oh, speaking of which, next up on the pop culture update, Tom Hardy, who was also on Peaky Blinders, he turns 42. So, happy birthday, Tom Hardy. Can we get a uh, a simultaneous Stephen A. Smith uh, Levitard show uh, for Tom Hardy? Happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. So, yes, happy birthday to Tom Hardy. Yeah, you're better at that than me. You like that? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I've gotten I'd better. Like, I'm let you do I that. listen to the show every day, so it's really unhealthy. It's healthy and unhealthy inception. All right, and then uh, a surprise Beyonce TV special is on the way. So not going to say anything because don't want any debate. Have it's to come It's going to be me. amazing. It's that yeah that will probably win Oscars, Emmys, World Peace Prizes, Nobel Peace Prizes. Miramax Film Festivals, Porn Film Festivals, it'll win everything in Under the Sun. That's what that's what it'll get, right? Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, it'll get it, it, that documentary will get uh, that that series will get keys to cities across America. I just didn't know what else to say with that. With with that, it's no. You know, we got to give them give them the respect. Absolutely, I bow down to. And look at this. Mike, the situation got released uh, released from jail. So good for him. Pay your taxes. Yeah, lesson learned. Please be responsible with your money. It's kind of important. So, oh man. All right. How could we forget this? Scooby Doo turns fifty years old. Were you a Scooby Doo guy? Yeah, or no? I love Scooby Doo. All right, that's another one. Happy birthday to them. I don't care. Good luck. What do you got for me on the pop culture update? Uh, TRL turning. We have another birthday. TRL turning 21 years old. And happy birthday to them. I don't care. Good luck. Favorite TRL uh, memory? Oh, the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how like everybody that would show up, all the fans. For me, yeah. it was like God. That era of music was like okay. So we had the was it is how do you say new metal? It was like Dude, it was corn, kind of, limp biscuit. <sighs> like th- this is like the yeah. shit I grew up with. Like yeah. corn, limp biscuit, grunge. Yeah. It was like '90s grunge. Well, it was like watered down '90s grunge without century. any without pop any grunge, good. Pop grunge, yeah, 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 no real meaning. I dig. I think corn is fucking the, awesome. Yeah. 
Um, and then you had the boy band, and then you had the rise of Eminem, which was awesome. Outcast. That was kind of the cool part about TRL was all the different music that they would put on. Not a lot of good music, but it was just a different era too, man. When you were like looking at when you would look forward to music videos dropping, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause VH1 had something similar to that where they do the top 40 on the Saturdays and they drop music videos, and it was just something that you look forward to because that was part of the the gravitas of of releasing music and mm-hmm. now it's just like pump it out get the streams going yep. and see what happens you know that's why like mtv3 has a 80s they just do all 80s music for like two hours and you're sitting there watching oh, no videos shit. and it's like it's oh. badass and it kind of nostalgia man take a yep. trip down all the lane. nostalgia all right well uh you got anything else to yeah. add for the pop culture update uh let me see if i can add it no you're wrapping things up Let's i'm no i'm asking yeah. you i'm just saying because i don't have anything else for the pop culture update no. so that's like, you no, want to carry us in or no no we can end it all right then end it. do you have anything to announce to anybody before we hear from you again on next sunday next sunday's episode next sunday's be gonna in, be a yeah, fucking be doozy flan, i think flan may go out of his way to show up next are week. you off uh yeah i should be off you you did you request it off no i didn't request it off nobody in the liquor department besides you listens to this correct uh, and you only listen to episodes oh, yeah, that you're on. You're, you're the, I should have next week off, though. No, that's what I'm saying. You're is saying that, is, but is anybody is anybody from the I posted it on my Facebook. There's a chance somebody could listen to it. I mean, my Instagram. How come? So I'm say calling, it. Call and say Fucking just do it, all right? You know, just no, like, I, no, I won't it's call. One of, it's one of those days where you just call and you say, you it's coming me. out of every orifice right now, so <laughs> you tell me how bad you want me to come in. Just <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure I should have Sunday off. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, make it's big, If not, you have to you have to call in some favors, pull some strings, because that is going to be... A day and a half, man. Uh, first off, I already know I'm going to be out enjoying some Pac-12 after dark on Saturday night. I'm going to turn around, take a shower, wash all that filth off of me, and then head back to the bar and just basically sit there and wait for three hours until kickoff. I was going to say we're going to have to come up with our backup plan. If we, but are you going to get to all Yellows early? I'm going to get there. As soon, I'm going to. That's what I'm going to be doing this week is I'm going to be asking some questions and putting them in some inquiries. I'll probably go do breakfast at the FAMS. Oh, in the yeah. morning and then show up around one and it'd be pretty be, baller, yeah, man. just go out for breakfast on sunday morning right. interesting and then and then, you, and then you're, you're on a saturday night no. what yeah that would just stay in oh, yeah. the entire no you time. can't you can't ask me to come out on a saturday night i'm 32 i would just i would just spend i would just spend the entire well that's what i'm saying i'd, I'd invite you out at least for a pack 12 after dark yeah i might then, i might come out this and saturday then, too. and then it's the prowl afterward is I, up to you i feel like this is a good bonding weekend for all of us yes we'll all get drunk together and put our differences aside and commiserate over over football so, of which has a love-hate relationship and will just make you hate it one second and love it the other. You don't believe me? Ask Steeler and Dolphin fans right now. How do they feel about football? How do Steeler and Dolphin fans feel about football compared to, I don't know, Patriot Niner fans? How do they feel about football? Oh, it's such a good I point. don't care. I have another okay. Victory Monday to all wake up to. All right, awesome. I like the way it's not even my victory, but Rub I wake, it in my I wake fucking up, face. put my Niner shirt on, Do you have anything else to, to the add? Gym. Do you have anything else to add to this? No, my team's two and zero. Oh. Man, you've you've brought me on for sad, some, from some of the saddest Niner moments. You want to make it? You, I'll make us both sad right now. Right, I got three words for you. Make Suck us it. really sad. What? San Francisco Giants. Uh, you know, there, there's a couple of positive things. Oh. They should have traded Bum though and Will Smith. But to yeah. the haters and losers, of which there are many. Go Niners! Until next time. Adios. Yeah, yeah, hey. Uh, walk up in the scene looking like a lick. Y'all shop at the kiosk, who you tryna trick? Hey, smoked and ripped the runway, shout out Tyra Banks. Shout out Ashley Banks. Shout out Judge Philip Banks. Hey, I spit only gas, come and fill your tank.
Swagger jacket niggas need to give me thanks. Think us high piece loaded, then we give them drinks. Stick to doing pranks. Niggas under me and rank. Do it for the fat man. My niece is like my daughter. All my exes getting jelly like a PPJ and Nutter. Got receipts, so I took back my shit and returned what I bought her. But that makeup sex was great. She looked down, all she saw was water. But now niggas on some hoe shit and they wanna air it out. Here's my Addy, let them know that there's a devil in the house. I kept going, y'all was phony, bro. I never heard a doubt. Why y'all niggas playing catch up? I just relish in the clout. Ooh, ooh. Money I make on my hands. Niggas around me ain't friends. I'm on another level, one lock. Some of you don't understand. Homie, better come get your man. Fucking up back as a sand. Fucking up, I was a lot. Right at your jaw, nigga.